So when we meet Jesus and we declare that He is the Son of God, immediately you become a son or a daughter. Immediately your identity is given to you. That we are loved and that we are grounded and rooted in His love and we know that we're His kids, then all of a sudden we get to understand what we're made for, what our purpose is, which is where inheritance really begins. Intimacy says God chose you and He loves you. Jesus Christ died for you because God loves you that much that He wants relationship with you. You can't perform it. You can't earn it. You have to receive it. It's such an incredible opportunity at this moment on the second year anniversary of being here to stop and as a representative of the team just to say thank you. Thank you all for the generosity of heart and life that God uses perpetually to change lives and change a city. I've been thinking, Ryan asked me to, you know, he asked me to come and do this generosity piece and, and I was thinking about this. And honestly, when we think about generosity, generosity is love that's been given action. And truly when we think about, and I've been thinking about the generosity of this house, of this church and where we are today, there's so many reflections of that beyond giving, beyond financial giving, which obviously played a part and continues to play a part in what God is doing here. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you first for the generosity of financial giving that, that many of you here sacrificially, faithfully, and joyfully do. But thank you for the generosity of presence. Thank you for the blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into this. As I was thinking about it this morning, I had a memory of two years ago in that lobby and how many of the men here remember that carpet in that lobby. And when I say thank you for blood, sweat, and tears, it is not metaphor. Like, I had this memory of, of Noah Allison. Oh, man. Man, when you were like, sure, come to this men's night. Noah, it'll be fun. Noah, spend some time with the guys and the dad. Noah, it'll be great. Like, and just, you were lied to. But the blood, sweat, and the tears that went into pulling that nasty 30-year-old carpet off of maybe 40-year-old carpet and turning that lobby into a place where every week people come in and encounter the love of God. And so I want to I say that for every action and every gift and every moment, every sacrifice of time, Every sacrifice of energy, every sacrifice of resource is an act of love that's been given movement and volition. And you guys have done that. And the lives that are being changed in this place is amazing. And I was thinking about it this morning. It's like, you know, this is a, this is a big gathering. And a big gathering isn't going to change the city. And you know what? A lot of people can be motivated to gather in anger or in response or in snarkiness. Like you can gather a crowd together, but it doesn't move with the power of God because the power of God moves in generosity. God is a generous God and he moves on our hearts and he moves to us in generosity. And, and when his people respond in kind, it is out of a generous heart. And so I want to, again, take the moment to say to all of you, thank you. There are kids encountering the presence of God just right on the other side of this building. Thank you. 
There are youth that come to this church whose parents don't come to this church, but they come to this church because what God is doing here and they're encountering Jesus. Thank you. There are people that walk into counseling offices in this church and bear heart and soul in some of the deepest, darkest places of their lives and they're encountering the love and the transformation of God. Thank you. All that is rising up from this place is gonna transform this valley. And that rising up comes because of the generous hearts of those in this room and their response to the love of God and their love given action because of it. So from the team who are privileged to steward your generosity, thank you. So we're gonna call, we're gonna call the ushers forward and we're gonna do our offering. And as is always the case, if you're new here, if this is your first time, you picked a good Sunday. <laughs> but one more thing we wanna say is generosity never happens under compulsion. When you are required to give, that's not generosity. That's obligation, that's legalism, that's fear. And in this house, we, we do not operate under compulsion. We operate as, as a generosity-driven church because that is the heart of God. And so with that said, if you have a gift to give, thank you. If you are just here to receive what God is giving us and we're giving it back to you, thank you for being here. There is no need to give to the offering. But if you are part of this family and you believe in what God is doing here and you wanna to continue to show that through the generosity of your financial gifts, we're gonna give you the opportunity now. We, we do that either through the offering or you can give online, you can text to give. Um, all the options should be here. And again, for the continued faithfulness of this body, as we take offering, uh, ushers, go ahead and come forward. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we are overwhelmed by your generosity. We are overwhelmed by the generosity of your heart towards us and how you move those in generosity on our behalf. And so, Father, we pray this simple thing. Bless this offering and multiply it to your kingdom work so that we can continue to see lives changed and a city impacted and a world changed because of the generous, overflowing love of God. We love you, God, and we thank you in advance for how you supply our needs. For your kingdom, God. Amen. Amen. All right. This is so fun. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, um, something else, as we are celebrating two years in this building, thank you again for coming and hanging out with us. One of the things that we get to do as we celebrate is that we get to honor and remember those who have stewarded so much of the kingdom and of this church and of the resources of this church to be able to even bring us to this place. And we've been here for two years in this building, but long before that, there were people who were believing and seeking the heart of God for this church and for this city and have stewarded that so well to be able to lead us into where we are today. And so as we celebrate two years, um, I invited Garris and Jan to come and to share with us a few minutes. So would you give Garris and Jan a hand?
Well, that'll mess you up. Whew. You know, looking out here and seeing so many faces that I know and a whole bunch that I don't know, it's really a great thing. I was reading this morning and just we were putting our heads together on what God wanted to do this morning through us in this few minutes that we've got with you. And I was in Acts chapter 2, and it said on the day of Pentecost, said they were gathered together in one place. And that's been the promo for this gathering. And then the next verse starts with suddenly. Suddenly a sound happened from heaven and God began to pour himself out. And as I think about what we're doing today here, it's like that day of Pentecost where it said the city heard the noise and then they came running. And what they came running to get was not just dead religion or another thing like Drew said you have to do, but they came running and the text says this. I think it's the hinge point of Acts chapter two. It says they came and they heard the wonderful things God had done in a language that they could understand. And that's what this place is about. That's what Living Waters is about today. God brought you to this place to make a sound. You're together in one place to make one sound. And this city needs to hear what you have. It's, it's interesting. About a month ago, I drove out to the old property on Roberts Road. If you get depressed very easy, don't go out there and look at it. <laughs> I forgot who bought it, but they need to do something with it because the weeds are four feet high, the trees have died, the building's all boarded up. It looks like something neglected. And I remember it had so much life in it when you guys were there. But now it, it's, it's, a, it's a picture of the kingdom of God in a positive way. And here's what I mean by that. This, this, these faces are not location dependent because you carry the presence of God and because you carry the presence of God, this life will work everywhere. This life that you're expressing today in worship is not dependent upon a location, it's dependent on the condition of our hearts. And God has put you here prophetically in the middle of this city so that you can speak and make a sound in all spheres of culture, whether you're in government, education, economy, it doesn't really matter where you work, but you've been assigned to make this sound after you leave in that place. And Jan and I really are honored to be pastors in succession. I remember coming here, I was in my late 40s, and you're a few years away from that, but you're in the 40s zone. And he really is. He looks young, but he's, he's there. <laughs> and as, as he stands up on this platform or wherever this church is going to be in another 20 years, he'll say probably the same things I'm saying today. This is a work of God. You're here today not because we had some strategic plan or because this couple's bright or that one's brighter. It's because God decided to put you here to make this sound. And uh, we are so honored to be in this journey with you. Jan, uh, many of you know Jan writes blessings and, and she's got a blessing that God has given her for now and she's going to read it to us. And, and I just want you to open your heart like you're, a, you're fresh till soil and, and receive what, what she's about to say because it's a word crafted for you in this moment. Is this Pentecost Sunday? Yes, this is Pentecost Sunday. And I said it. It is. Yeah. You didn't say it was this Sunday. See, mm -mm. see this, this is what happens when you've been married 412 years. How, uh, did I say it was Pentecost Sunday? No, today. See, that's why I'm married. It, this is Pentecost Sunday. That's why I did the. 
That's why I did that whole axe thing. The last Sunday that we were at our last building, um, God gave me a scripture out of Isaiah 43. And um, this week, unintentionally, it just landed in my lap again. So I read it. And I thought, wow, this sounds so different than when I had read it two years ago. Because two years ago, well, in between, so much has taken place. Some things that have taken place have been really great. And some things have been really hard. And um, some things have been harder than hard. In fact, I did not even expect the last two years <clears throat> to look like what I thought it was going to look like. So the scripture that I had read two years ago, I, I wrote into a blessing for now with new eyes. And actually, we sang about it when we were um, in worship this morning. So <clears throat> it's out of Isaiah 43. And it's a new thing that God is doing. And he's telling his people who are in captivity in Babylon, he is saying to them, don't look back and pine for all the good things, the great miracles. And don't look back and live, continue living in the fear and the sorrow and the disappointment because I am doing a new thing. Because what I did before when I did all of those miracles, I'm doing it again. And so it's, a, it's just this beautiful scripture and we sang it this morning. I'm doing it again. What I did before, I'm doing again. So... <clears throat> In the name of Jesus Christ, I bless your spirit in this new hour. May you take hold of something new, a fresh new way you have never been before, a fresh plan you have not imagined, a fresh new season you could not envision. He is your way maker. Remember his past deliverances and interventions even now, he is birthing his promises in you. Listen to the Lord God, the Holy One, your kinsman redeemer. I built roads right through deep waters. I carved paths right through turbulence. And your enemies troubled you no more. Now I am doing something unheard of. A brand new thing. Even now, it is springing up and bursting out. Can you see it? Look, there it is, a seed sprouting, growing, maturing. I chose you and formed you, and I am making a way for you. I am making a road through the wilderness, supplying streams of water in the desert and rivers through the sun-baked earth to satisfy your thirst. Your kinsman redeemer takes your needs as his very own needs fully involving himself in your life, 
fully committing to you, assuring you of his continuing purposeful care. He is not outside your history looking in. He is right beside you. He has made a way for you, building the road through troubled waters, carving a path through your turbulent past. He is turning those roadways into highways of safety and your enemy will no longer be able to trouble you. What God did in the past, he will do again. Don't pine for the old days. I bless you with his great acts as you journey on pathways secured and protected by him. Don't waste your sorrows, your discouragement. Don't be weighed down by past failures at the expense of moving forward, using them as an excuse to hold you back. Don't let your past define your future. May you let God reinterpret your history and heal you. A seed of promise often has to die in order to truly live. You are learning to overcome death in order to live a more abundant life with greater capacity to contain God's revelation of himself and to walk in greater authority. I bless you in this new day. Like a seed germinating and breaking through the soil, your time has come. He is bringing us into harmony with himself, transforming us. All people and cultures will respond. The gates of nations are opening up. There is a changing of the guard in governments. There is a transformation in every part of society. And so I speak over all of us, come breath of God, breathe life into the seeds of promise we thought were dead. God has determined to bless you, pouring out blessings upon blessings upon blessings upon you. Your way maker is doing a new thing. Don't miss it. Amen. Amen. So good. Before I hand this mic back to you, I just want to say this. When you're reading that, I, I heard the Lord say that today is, is an echo. Today I'm making what is happening here an echo. And every sound that you make is going to echo through this community. And that's why God has put you here, that you would be an echo of his heart. And I bless you with that. May the Lord rise up in you in ways you've never experienced before. May there be business breakthroughs, government breakthroughs, family breakthroughs, and may things transpire in your life that you would never imagine when you walk through these sally ports today. And when you leave, you're going to carry the echo of promise with you. And when you open your mouth, just like that song said as we worshiped, breakout of miracles are going to take place. That's for you. Amen. Awesome. Garris loves handing it over to me. It's his favorite thing to do. It's like, well, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> oh. So we're celebrating. And this is, if, I, if we can be honest, we put a, a ton of work into this, into this Sunday, being in here. I mean, I know it looks like we just threw it together, but you may be surprised <laughs> to find out that a lot of work went into it. Um, 
We swept this room multiple times. Yeah, so it I'm pretty sure like that it. about 100 different people swept the room. Uh, <laughs> but it's been, I keep saying this, it's been a wrestling match. And while we're celebrating, we're celebrating when we have an opportunity to say thank you to every person that's poured into what God's doing. We have an opportunity to say thank you to those who have gone ahead of us and have stewarded the move of God to bring us to the place that we are. It is also a, a journey of struggle a little bit because there's part of me this week, and I kept saying it to myself, how am I going to go back from this? How are we going to go back to that, that little room and back to two gatherings when we get to see everybody together? And it is so wonderful to see that this is, this is who we are. And we don't always see that because we're always in passing 9, 10, 45. There's probably people in this room that you didn't even realize uh, go to Living Waters. And you're like, oh, hey. <laughs> I work with you. <laughs> but this is what Holy Spirit is so deeply downloading to me is the same thing that Gareth said, is that it is not about a building. It's not about a room. It's not about a location. It's not even if we have to do it twice. It's not even if we have that room. If we begin to miss the deeper things that God is doing and in, in start looking to the things that we know he is putting in us as dreams and we start pining for what is ahead and we lose focus on what he's doing now, we're ripping ourselves off from the ability to open up ourselves fully to what he wants to do here and what he wants to do now and what he wants to do whether we're in that room, whether we're in the city, whether we're in this room, wherever we find ourselves. Let's not be people who get so into what God is doing in the future that we miss this, what he is doing right now. And so, yeah, we celebrate and we say, thank you, God, for, for generosity. Thank you, God, for people who have gone before us. But we also want to celebrate progress yes. while we're embracing the process yes. that we find ourselves in. <laughs> I, I think... Um you know, just really quick, the, I've seen it on palette art, you know, like the journey is the, des or the destination is the journey or something like that. And that's where just, we're not trying to be cliche or anything like that, but it's all about the moments in between until you finally get to where you feel like that destination is. And so, yep. um, and this is yeah. what, so this is what we wanted to share with you yeah. guys this morning is that, is that this room that this place that we're in that is in some serious, again, you may notice that where it says glass, there's not actual glass there yet. Um, it will be. It's yeah. not, so it's we're coming. in this process, but we are getting today to celebrate progress. And it's not just about the room, but the room is symbolic yes. of where we are. So many of us are in our lives and in yeah. our own journeys. And if we miss that, we'll get what my friend CJ calls destination disease. And destination disease is when we become so focused on what is ahead that we lose that reality of what is now. Scripture says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And what that means is that we're attaching our hope, we're attaching our joy, we're attaching our fulfillment to something that we believe or want to happen in the future, and we are dismissing it or removing it from right now. And that makes us sick. It makes our hearts sick because we're not inviting the presence of the living God into our moments. We're saying, when I get here, when I arrive here, and when I figure this out, when we move into this room, that's when things are really going to start happening. When my family does this, when my business does this, when my husband gets this figured out, then that stuff's really, things are really going to change. And we've attached our hope to a future instead of to a present Christ who wants to meet us in every moment that we find ourselves in. Yeah. If we can't, so this morning we're just realizing, and, and 
this season for us, I think even as David shared and Kim has been sharing the past couple weeks, um, if we can't appreciate the in-betweens or the, the progress, if we can't appreciate the progress while we're still in the process, yeah. we may not be ready for the destination. Yep. Say it again. If we can't appreciate and celebrate the progress while still being in the process, you all are in process. We are all in process. But if we can't celebrate the progress, we may not be ready for the destination. <laughs> Ouch. It's so good. So good. It's so good. So destination disease says a couple things. We want to hit on these this morning. Destination disease tells you that where I am going is more important than where I am today. And destination disease says this, that what God is doing for you is more important than what he's doing in you, right what now. he's doing yep. through you, and who he is to you. Listen to that. Destination disease says that where I'm going is more important than where I am today. That's an absolute lie. There's nothing more important to God than where you are, who you are right now, and that he can meet you in that place. Yep. Destination disease is, teach, is trying to teach you that what God does for you is more important than who he is to you. Yeah. What God does for me is more important than what he's doing in me. And we have to break off that lie and we have to begin to be people who celebrate progress even in process so that we are not saying, God, do something for me. That's my value yeah. of what you are in my life. No, who you are to me. Yeah. And scripture yeah. says that he moves us from glory to glory. And we love that verse. We think it's going to be like victory to victory. <laughs> Yay, glory to glory. Because that's what we think of glory in human terms is when everybody's celebrating how amazing something is or how amazing we are. But what glory is in scripture, it is the manifest presence of God. Yeah. And I want to challenge you in this is that if he's moving you from glory to glory, he's moving you from places in your life and in your journey where he is able to manifest his power and his presence and his love to you. And those may not always be glamorous times. In fact, it is often in our broken yes. times. It is often yeah. in our darkest places that God can manifest himself. So yes, he's moving you from glory to glory. If you believe that his glory to find is his manifest presence. Is that a pigeon? I think there's like... It could be. Pigeon feathers. Pretty sure there's... there's don't there worry about friends. it. It's fine. So They're if part we of the process. Be, if we want to be people, that's part of the process. Getting all the pigeons out of this room. <laughs> if we want to be people who break off destination disease, I want us to be people to say yes to being moved from glory to glory, understanding that glory is not always about the mountaintop and the victory. Yes. Glory is just about places where he can show himself strong to you. Yeah. And a lot of times that's in hard things yeah. where you get to say, I'm celebrating progress yes. even though I'm still in process. Yes. So if we only focus on the destination or the breakthrough, we all want a breakthrough. Breakthrough. Even if it's good. Even if it's, if it, it's always good because it's from him, but uh, we will lose focus on the bigger picture. We kept seeing like this big picture, you know, if we, um, if we only focus on the destination, we see a big picture. But then I also really feel like it's these small moments yeah. too. So there's like a big picture. It's like this macro vision, but it's also, also this micro vision. Yep, vision. Also a vision. I make up words. Um, That's why we love you. <laughs> I know. Um, so the macro and the micro. So we love the big picture, but we love the moments. Yeah. And we don't want to lose please, that. Please, 
and your celebration of progress. That's yeah. what you're able to do is to invite him into the little moments that don't seem that glamorous and that exciting. And we want to be people who are able to invite his presence into all of those places. And so we wanted to ask you this morning to simply look around this room for just a minute. And I want to ask you, what do you see when you look around this room? Do you see uh, walls that need to be moved glass that needs to be installed, lights that obviously need to be replaced so that it doesn't fry all of our eyeballs? (laughs) Do you see the undone? Do you see all of the work that's ahead? Do you see the million dollar price tag that we have ahead of us to renovate this whole space? Do you see all of those things? Or do you see a group of people who are coming together and it doesn't matter And you're starting to see that as we hunger and thirst for the presence of God, that everything shifts and we're not worried so much about all the things that aren't taking place because we're experiencing the fullness of God's presence right in this room. Yeah. And so the question remains then, what do you see when you look around your own life? Do you see the undone? Do you see the places where you still need to grow or the things that need to change? Do you see the list of uh, get better at this, do this well, stop doing this, start doing this? Do you see all of that stuff? Or do you see a target for the manifest presence of God if you just stop in the middle in those little moments and say, God, I'm celebrating. Even though I'm in process, I want to celebrate what you're doing in this so that I don't become so defined by the destination. that I'm not inviting you into the moment by moments of my life. And that's what we want to see happening. Isaiah, prophet Isaiah found himself in a place where he was in a little bit of an undone season. Judah as a nation were all over the map. They were a mess and they had turned their, their back on God. And so if you look around this room or you look around your life, I want to draw a parallel with Isaiah as he looked around the, the people of Judah and he looked around and said, God, What are we going to do here? I see that people's hearts need to turn. I see that all these things need to change. I see all of these things. But the beginning of that prophetic manifestation that Isaiah was able to deliver to the people was this. I see the Lord high and lifted up. The train of his robe fills the temple and the angels around him are declaring glory, 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 holy, holy, holy. The glory of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, they say, fills the whole earth. Isaiah saw the mess and the brokenness and the glass walls that needed to be changed and the things that needed to be shifted. And he looked around and he said, God, what are you going to do here? And before he could do anything, his message came from this. I see the Lord high and lifted up. And then the angel said his presence fills the whole earth. I, I, I wager that they're seeing something a little bit different than Isaiah was seeing. And I wager that when they see your life, that they're seeing something a lot different than what you're say, seeing. But our challenge to you this morning in this is that when you walk forward from this place, that you're not walking forward with your to-do list. You're not looking at all the things that are yet to be done, but that you would walk with this. I see my life and I see the process that I'm in. But before I declare anything, I see him high and lifted up. That's what we see in this room. There's a lot to be done, but what do we see? That you, Jesus, that you are high and you are lifted up, that the train of your robe fills this place and that we say, holy, holy, holy. 
Your presence fills the whole earth. That's where we are. That's where we stand. And that's what we want for you in those places of your life. Yeah, we, I mean, even having a couple of conversations with some of you this morning, they're like, you know, so are we here for, for the next, you know, for, forever? I'm like, well, no, we're just here for the one week. And then next week we'll be back in that room. And, but we really believe, we, and we know that even being here today, this is a prophetic act that we are gathered together. And yeah. so um, it, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it because we really feel like we are st- taking a step forward and saying this is going to happen. And yeah. so I, I really felt that so strongly. I, even we've been playing this for months but this is a prophetic act and we are physically standing in the middle of a process. So once again, I want you to think about, you all are in process. I know that we are not the only ones in the middle of a building in process. You are all in process. What does your process look look like? As we've said, the, the glass, do you see like a future glimpse of the future that God has for you? But you're like, it's still a cement wall. There is just spray paint saying, this is what's coming. And so I want you to look at your life. Where is it messy? Where is it rough? Where are you in process? And then I want you to accept your process. You yeah. cannot accept, you cannot change what you do not first embrace. Yeah. So we are embracing this room. We are like, this is incredible. This is messy. And this is our process. And I love it. Yeah. This is dirty and hard and difficult but this is my process and I accept this today. Jesus, you're here with me. And so in this moment, in, in this time today, I really feel like some of you are gonna be called to do a prophetic act. And that's just something where you stand in faith, you move forward and you say, oh, I'm in this area of my life and I'm not seeing anything. Jesus, what is a prophetic act that I can do to partner with heaven, heaven's reality and make it an earthly reality? So. I, I, want, I know your process is you're, you're being reminded of it right now. And so I just thank you, Jesus, that you are showing up in our process, that you are going to give glimpses of heaven into our minds, our hearts to keep moving forward. We will, we will be back there next week, but we know what's taking place for our future. And so, um, yeah, we, we choose to, to celebrate the progress while embracing the process. That's so good. So what we want to do is that prophetic act is that we want to finish our time together again. We're celebrating. We're having a party, sort of. We're having a great time, but we want this prophetic act to be, could we worship together one more time? Because that's what we believe is really such a breakthrough for us to be able to move into the things that God has for us. And we believe it's something that defines us as a people. One of the reasons that the times in those our Sunday mornings have been so powerful and so profound is because of the heart of worship that he's building up and releasing yeah. in this house, that this is to be a house of worship. Yeah. And our prophetic act is to say, this is such a joy to be able to get right in the middle of this incomplete room and say, yep, right here, we celebrate the process. Yes. We celebrate the progress. We are here. And that this would be prophetic both for this house, but it would also be prophetic for your life. That as you're standing in that place of process, that today you get to see, say, I see God above this high and lifted up. 
I see him high and lifted up over my life. I see him high and lifted up over my marriage. I see him high and lifted up over my failures. I see him high and lifted up over these places where I know that he's leading me forward, but I'm not going to become so fixated on the forward that I forget about inviting his presence into right here, right now, in the process. That's your prophetic act is to worship. And so would you guys join us for these next few minutes and stand and find a place to respond in worship, whatever it looks like for you as our team leads us back into this beautiful, prophetic, powerful act of inviting his presence from glory to glory. Let your glory be made known in this place, Jesus. Your manifest presence meeting people here today as we fill out our time making much of you. In Jesus' name.